Welcome to the Free Birth Society podcast. This is a radical space for women who are ready to celebrate their autonomous choices in birth, motherhood, and beyond. Together, we'll learn about wild birth through personal narrative, we'll explore the politics of birth, and we'll analyze everything that relates to our lives as women from a feminist perspective. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. It's been a wild freedom most of my listeners, you are devouring these episodes, fascinated by the women's stories and wondering if you could do this too. Do you wish that you had a step-by-step strategy for how to actually plan and manifest your free birth? Our complete guide to free birth is the number one course for free birth, and we made it for women just like you. It's a self-guided online intensive course that will teach you everything we think you need to know about how to birth freely and in your power. We'll take you all the way from unpacking industrial care to what DIY prenatal care looks like, how to pick and prep your support team, what to expect, look out for, and how to shift when more support could be needed. Yes, we'll cover the what-ifs, how to prevent complications, and how to orient your entire life towards a powerful birth. So head on over to freebirthsocietycourses.com now and take the first step towards the birth of your dreams. Today on the show, we have a rather unique story the story of a solo mother who chose to free birth entirely alone. Jenny is a single, first-time mom who knew free birth was her right path from the start. After a simple, integrated, wild pregnancy, Jenny free birthed her daughter completely alone in her garden, all in just a few hours. We talk about how her mental fortitude throughout the years of yoga, meditation, and solo hiking set her up to experience what birth could be like for women who claim what they want in their pregnancies and birth. Jenny shares why she chose to birth entirely alone and how much she loved her free birth. Welcome, Jenny. (laughs) Thanks for coming on today. I'm so excited to hear your story. Jenny is calling in today from Florida. And yeah, I'm just so excited to meet you and hear about another free birthing mom. Absolutely. I'm excited to be on with you guys and get to share my story a little bit. So just as a person, I'm, I'm very into yoga, meditation, and I tend to keep to myself a lot. And I've done a lot of hiking and a lot of soul searching. And I feel like I'm, you know, I'm very in tune with my body. And so when I found out I was pregnant, I actually 
had no like pregnancy test proof or anything like that at first. It was just a feeling, you know, I think some ladies just know when it, you know, it's like a spinning of extra energy, I guess is what I'd like to call it. But I went out for a hike when I started getting that feeling and I went out to Salem and I spent about two weeks out in Salem, just wandering around and thinking about what I was going to do and how I was going to process all of this. As far as the pregnancy and the birth and like how I wanted things to happen, I guess, because, you know, when you're surrounded by a bunch of people, everybody's got their different opinions. Everybody's got their like what the right and proper way to do everything is. And so, but for me, none of that just felt right. And so I felt like taking some time alone to myself would help me figure out what the way I wanted to do it. So when I came home, I got the positive pregnancy test. So I was certain that, yes, okay, a little one is on the way. And I looked into having a midwife at first, just because, you know, it's my first kid. And I was like, well, maybe it would be nice to have somebody here. And so when I was looking around, though, in Florida, there is not a whole lot of actual midwives near me. I don't know if there is in other spots of Florida, but by me, they're all kind of what I like to call medwives. And so I've spoke to a couple of them and they were like, you know, if it goes past a couple hours of labor. We have to transfer you. And I was like, well, yeah, they're like, you don't stand a chance. (laughs) Right. And, and are you, are you partnered at this point or are you single mom in it? What's the deal? I'm single mom in it. It's just me, you know, and it it was kind of like, it was a surprise to me, but Uh I I was like, I was excited by it. You know, was the guy just like a, like a random guy or is he in the picture? (laughs) He was a, I just call him a donor. (laughs) So yes, okay. He served his purpose, you know. (laughs) But um, no, I have my little girl, and it's just her and I. So um, because that's a whole other layer, you know, like navigating it alone. That's it is. Yeah, it is, and especially so when I came out here, moving from COVID and all of that. When I was telling you, I came from Hawaii. I ended up here and none of my family and friends are here. So that was the point of where I was going. It's like, I'm, I was really going to be in this alone if I didn't have somebody like a midwife or go to the hospital or something like that. So I really had to think it through and I really had mm-hmm. to do my research and my studying once I decided that this was what I wanted, because I was talking, like I said, talking to the midwife and with two hours labor or three hours labor, whatever their rule is to transfer you, it's just kind of ridiculous. Like, I don't really think that any women, I mean, maybe there's a few that are super lucky and just shoot them right out, you know, <laughs> but like, I feel like every woman needs their own time and space to like, you know, feel comfortable and go through their own process. So that's what I chose to do. So you strike out with the midwives and have you heard about free birth before? Like, how does this come into your sphere even as an option? Because most women, if they strike out a home birth, they just succumb to the hospital system. True, true. It's a little funny, actually. I was talking to my sister after I struck out the last midwife in the area. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to end up doing this by my damn self. (laughs) I was said it jokingly, but as soon as I said it, there was something that just felt absolutely right about that Mm -hmm. to me. So I talked to my sister a little bit more. She's, you know, she's a lot like me. So she was very supportive and Mm -hmm. it was good to have her have her like sister support, you know? And so um, she encouraged me through it and sent me books and sites and kind of did the little research together. So I wasn't completely alone, you know, but she lives out in Cali. So it's a good bit of a distance, but. So had you actually heard about the like movement of free birth 
or was it just so, I had not um uh, it was a totally oh. new new thing to me but I mean you know the concept of women just giving birth by themselves has been <laughs> forever you know and so I guess you know it wasn't that I heard the term free birth before but I did know that women have done this for a long mm -hmm. time and it wasn't the craziest thing in the world you know and so that encouraged me a little bit and your plan sounds like from pretty early on was to be completely alone like did you it was, I, I felt for me that that was just something that was right. Like, I, I don't really know how to explain why it felt right to me. You know, I, maybe it was just, you know, I, like I was mentioning my personality, I am a bit of a loner. I'm a bit shy. And the thought of having a bunch of people around looking at me and all of that, just in all the hustle bustle, it just felt like it would be not to my nature, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a little later down the road, I did end up inviting my sister to come out because she is supportive. And I knew that she would be, you know, do whatever I needed to be there, but it ended up that she left the day before. So, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. poor thing, she, she stayed for an entire month with me because I didn't know the date, you know, and I just kind of had my guest date of like, okay, she's probably going to arrive somewhere around this time. And so my poor sister showed up and she was like, it's going to be within this month. I know it. And she hung out with me. We did all of the labor inducing things. And I took her to the um, airport, dropped her off and she texted me on the plane. And it was like, I knew I was in labor. Then at that moment, I was like, my body and my mind and my baby just knew that I was meant to be by myself. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right? Okay. So, so let's, let's just talk about your pregnancy a little bit before we get into sure. the, the birth story. So sure. what choices do you make? Or do you engage in the system at all? Are you getting any tests or checkups with any medical providers or are you just cruising along doing your own thing? I cruised along and did my own thing. I ended up having one ultrasound at the very beginning. It was prior to like all of my research on how, you know, not great they are really <laughs> to do. And so I didn't really know at the time that they were um, not the healthiest thing to do. So yeah. I did get one. I'd also had a couple of miscarriages prior to that and one ectopic pregnancy. And so I did want to know, I guess that, you know, she was, everything looked good and she was in there, I guess, if that makes sense. So I had the first one, everything checked out. She was in there. She was healthy. I was healthy. And so I never went back after that. And I never did any of the hospital visits or anything like that. I just used, you know, nature, intuition, and a lot of research on my own part of, you know, what, what's beneficial and what's not this and that. So I did a lot of yoga, a lot of walks, all that fun stuff. Love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what's up, you know, it's really yeah. quite intuitive and simple. And, you know, the, the, the term that Yolanda, you know, coined is wild pregnancy. And it's just like integrated it's just not yeah it's just not like a thing outside of our lives you know it's just an integrated aspect of our life to be pregnant and carry life and go through the stages of it and it was so much more simple and peaceful mm -hmm. than what everybody told me you know everybody's mm -hmm. like oh you're going to be miserable you know you're going to be so sick this and that and just you know it was very negative like what mm -hmm. the uh, like the everybody's opinion widely is about pregnancy sure. and birth and all of that and it was completely the opposite like I had no morning sickness and you know I ate what I craved I didn't gain a ton of weight but whatever you know what I mean like it was kind of yeah. like you, you just I just let my body be what it wanted to be I guess and I think that it 
hormonally, even that mindset going into it helped so much, like just being able to keep the peace through it. Mm -hmm. And so how did you contend? I mean, it just sounds like it was a fairly simple, not heady process for you. And also still a really big deal to be navigating this on your own, be going against the mainstream, be going against what everybody else in your life and culture chooses, like how, how much work did it feel like it took you to navigate the what ifs and the being alone, you know, that, cause that's another layer, right? It's like one thing to birth outside the system with people. It's a whole nother thing to just go it alone. Right. Which I love. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of women who do make that choice, but the yeah. average bear does not know a lot of women who make that choice, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. True. Just speak to that. Would you, especially as it draws closer, like the, the spiritual or, or psychological work of really surrendering and saying yes to something that I get is so natural and normal and also like basically unheard of in, in our upbringings. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, I mean, I did, I did a lot of research, like, because when I first, you know, decided or really, I didn't even decide it was just kind of decided for me, this was happening, you know, the way that the universe intended, but I didn't want to go to it it ignorantly, I guess, you know, because it is good to go with your intuition and, you know, trust your body and all of that. And a lot of meditation went into that part and that aspect of it. But there's another side of it where you do have to know the basics, at least of what to do in an emergency and things like that. And, you know, doing my research and knowing those things was really helpful to my peace of mind as it got closer, because I was like, okay, you know, like, what if I'm bleeding too much? Or what if the cord is wrapped around the neck, which is, by the way, not that big of a deal. (laughs) You know, everybody makes it out to be such a huge thing. The more reading, the more research I did, the more comfortable I got with the process. And I guess that's what I would suggest if anybody is, you know, leaning towards it, just make sure you know, you know, educate yourself on every way that you possibly can for your own safety and for your babies, you know? I mean, it really depends because I know some women who consciously very, very intentionally choose to not read the books and educate themselves because they want to drop into their primal brain and reading all the books is, I think it really just depends on your personality. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. There's plenty of women on this podcast that just are like, I didn't read a book. I went into the woods. (laughs) I just popped a baby out and other women are like, I took every course. I yeah. read every book. Yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not driving a car. It's not like learning True. how to operate a death machine. You know, it's like Absolutely. allowing yeah. biological release. You figured out your own barometer of what you needed to feel yeah. confident. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, exactly like you said, every woman is different and everybody's, you know, process is different and expectations and everything. Just for me, it helped a lot. It helped mm-hmm. keep me calm. <laughs> is there anything else specific you want to share about the work of preparing to birth for the first time ever completely alone? Because that's just like, whoa, um, that's such a big deal. <laughs> like, um, there's got to be more to say about it. There is more, I guess, you know, like I spent a lot of time soul searching and spending a lot of time meditating and talking to my baby as she was growing and a lot of time in my garden and a lot of time at the beach. 
And it was kind of just interesting, like, you know, it'd be speaking to the universe and get little signs that everything was okay type thing. You know what I mean? And for me, it was a lot of like paying attention to the surroundings and to nature and to myself. And it kept kept my head really calm um, through the process just to feel like, you know, I'm looked after by whoever or whatever is out there, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so it was, I don't know, it was a very spiritual process for me. But getting to the headspace is it's interesting. I don't know if everybody is this way, but for me, it just felt right from the beginning. So it wasn't like I really needed to get to a place where I wasn't nervous or I didn't mm-hmm. think everything was going to go properly. It was just, you know, the preparation was just to educate myself, I guess, because that's what I like to do. But in my heart, I already knew everything was going to be fine. And did so- you have any freak out moments in your pregnancy? I didn't. I like, I really, really didn't at the very, very end after I dropped my sister off from the airport. And I believe it was the beginning of my labor. I just like burst into tears. And so I think I, maybe just for me, I just got so emotional. It was just like an emotional moment of like realizing, yes, I am 100% going to be alone, you know, because up until that point, I guess the, there was still the possibility that my sister would be there with me. And so it was just this mm-hmm. moment of, Oh, holy. Right. All right. We're, we're doing this and it's going to really happen. And, you know, and she's really going to be arriving very soon. And it was just overwhelming for me in a, in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, so it was like, it was tears of happiness of like, you know, I'm going to have a little person here soon. <laughs> and did you know it was, it was cool. female? I knew in my heart that it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's just funny how we know these things sometimes. Right. <laughs> okay. So tell us, so tell us from you drop your sister off holy shit, it's real. This is happening and it's happening this way. And then just tell us your story. Yeah. Okay. So I got home um, after dropping her off and I had myself a good cry. I still wasn't in any pain or anything like that. And for about the week prior, I'd been having a little bit, I don't even want to call it Braxton Hicks because there was no real, like, it was hardly anything. It was like somebody was just hugging my waist a little bit and that was about it. So I was having that again, still after, you know, I had dropped her off and I was like, yeah, it's probably, I probably nothing, but also I just got emotional out of nowhere. So it might be, you know, and so I did a little bit of cleaning around the house and did my regular routine, did some yoga and I went to sleep and I woke up at 5am and was like, okay, I think something is really happening because I could feel it was like waves coming. Right. And it was still like somebody was just squeezing me, hugging me. It was nothing like no painful, there was no water breaking everywhere. There was no like crazy drama or anything like that. It was just, I woke up kind of in this dreamy state and I had downloaded a contraction timing app just for the heck of it. And so I was like, I wonder what it is, you know, and I went to use it and it immediately was like, go to the hospital. <laughs> and yeah. so, I, you know, I was like, no, that's okay. But it's good to know, like, I guess that they're so close together that it might be time soon. Right. So I got up and I did a little bit more cleaning because my mind was just, I want everything to be perfect and all of this, you know, and I thought about setting up my birth pool because I had gotten a pool, but I kind of waited around a little bit too long for that. And I felt like it was happening soon. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, there's no way I'm half filling this pool up by myself right now. Screw it. You know, it'll be something for her to play in later. (laughs) Wow. It's still in the closet, still in the box. And (laughs) so, yeah, I took the dog for a walk. And when I came back home, I was like really, really hungry. And so I started making a little bit of bone broth and about partway into boiling it, 
there was just like something that hit me that I just wanted to go and I wanted to be in the dark and the cold and still no pain, nothing like that. But it was just this intense urge of I need darkness. And so I ran into my bedroom and I have this big fur blanket and everything. I threw it on the floor and I closed all the windows. Everything turned the air up as cold as it would go. And I just stayed in the room and on this blanket. And I was just moving around on this blanket along with the waves. And it was just the most beautiful feeling that I had just like, I knew that she was coming soon, you know, and it was just this piece about that. And just the experience of like every moment of the sensations that were happening, it was really cool to me, I guess, because, you know, just feeling what your body is doing, feeling the work that it's doing was it's just fascinating, I guess, you know, like, yeah, it really was. It was just, I had a huge appreciation for what my body was doing. I I was, there was moments of it where I would just like go out, you know, and it was, it was like, you were on another planet on this other little world, you know? And, um, I couldn't even tell you if my eyes were open or closed or how long I was there or anything like that. And I was listening to myself and there was like these low growls coming out. (laughs) And I remember thinking for a second of like how animalistic it was and how freaking cool that is, I guess. And then I was back out in space, you know, and then all of a sudden I snapped back into my body and it was like everything, you know, I was back in the present completely and there was still no pain, nothing like that, but it was just a huge urge to go be in the water. And like I said, I didn't have the pool set up. So I went and I just ran the bath and got in the bath for, I think I was only in there for maybe like 20 minutes. And um, I could tell that she was coming. And so I got up out of the bath and I went to my garden. That's where I wanted to have her. And I had all of my little things in there and I have a plumeria tree that was blooming. So I just wanted to be close to that. And yeah, so I went into my little garden and it was the second I stepped foot into the garden, she arrived. (laughs) this is outside obviously so did you bring like a blanket I had I had it all set up from that morning I had like tons of blankets out there and I have some herbs like um just in case you know I was bleeding too much or anything I had all my herbs ready and everything so it was all set up and beautiful out there and it's very quiet and there's no like no people around or anything so it was a really great place to just be and having all the flowers bloom and everything yeah it was it was crazy how fast she came though when I finally looked at the timing it was only like a three and a half hour labor altogether (laughs) but it's like parts of it you know parts of it you lose track of like Mm -hmm. how you know how long you've been anywhere so it's like has it been like three days has it been three minutes (laughs) I know it's so weird okay so you go out into the garden do you like make it onto the blanket one foot on the blanket and I was in a lunge and I was like going down so it's like the mid lunge you know and I felt her head come and I was like oh okay so I like had my hand in her head and it was just like not even a push or anything but my body just did it you know and everything like tensed up for a second and she was in my hands so and it was crazy she came out eyes wide open looking around and I swear she had a smile it was so so wild oh my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah it was wild so wow. I sat there in the garden for a little bit was looking at her and just enjoying it you know and ended up I was bleeding a little bit too much her cord was very short so when I went to like pull her up I pulled the placenta a little bit and it like tugged a little too much you know but fortunately like I stood up I took my herbs that I had I had Angelica and it released the placenta like right away and the bleeding was fine so it was crazy like just you know that little moment of like I had such appreciation for the fact that I was able to stay coherent I guess if that 
makes sense. You know, like what, I, what are you evaluating as too much? Um, so it, well, to me, it just felt like it was gushing, <laughs> like gushing mm -hmm. and gushing and gushing and it wasn't stopping and I was starting okay. to get dizzy. And so I did, I put my feet up for a second. I took the Angelica, I had the placenta came out, everything was good. It's a little couple pieces of membrane. So I could tell that I did end up tearing a little bit, but everything came out fine, you know? And the bleeding stopped just fine as soon as the placenta was released all the way. Mm -hmm. So then did you stay in the garden? I did. I just sat as soon as everything was calm again, you know, like it was, it was beautiful to be able to, you know, not be out of my headspace, I guess. Like, and it's cool to see like how, how your body reacts to things. And you'll be in like this little high of, you know, the middle of nowhere in space. And then all of a sudden, if you need to, your body snaps back, like same as when she was arriving. It was like the whole labor process. I was in and out in the clouds. And then as soon as she was arriving, my body was like, all right, time to catch her, you know, <laughs> like without, mm -hmm. without thinking or anything, you just do it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we just hung out in the garden. <laughs> what time of day was it? It was at 4.20 in the afternoon. She was born at least around there. I think, you know, I, that was when I reached for my phone to text my sister that she arrived. <laughs> so wow. yeah you miss it by a day yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah you weren't totally clear on your dates and your gestation no I had I had no idea you know like I mean a little bit of an idea we all have a little bit of an idea right but it wasn't um you know anything specific and even if you know the date of that it's still kind of up in there of course of, yeah, yeah. of when they're gonna arrive so it was kind of just whenever she's gonna get here she'll get here yeah but my poor sister she had just landed in Cali and I was like she's here oh my God. <laughs> and she hopped, hopped back on a plane and flew back out so oh, good me. yeah good. yeah so she I'm helped with all that but for the first few hours well it was like 12 hours before my sister was able to get back here and oh I I just got to be with my baby and it was so beautiful I left her attached for as long as you know as long as I could because I did need to be able to carry her around and stuff being by myself and like move myself around kind of clean up a little bit like curious about the logistics <laughs> of, of that afterwards yeah, yeah me so that, that. I mean I kind of honestly I left everything a mess because I, I was just in like you know this happy beautiful place of my baby's here and screw everything else it can wait you know mm -hmm. and so I, it was just me like I, I cleaned her up I cut the cord eventually and I had like made a little cord tie for her myself and that part to me was just a really beautiful moment of getting the opportunity to do that myself. It's, you know, that was what was connecting us and keeping her alive all this time. And so it kind of was um, like a really special thing to be the one to connect her to the earth, I guess, you know, and cut that cord myself. Yeah. After that, I cleaned us both up and sat on my couch and I just left the whole rest of the house, a complete mess. One of my neighbors came up because she knew that I was close to having the baby so she just came up to like see how I was and walked in and there was blood everywhere <laughs> and like my footprints and everything too because I had walked through it and so when she walked in all that's all she saw and she was in a panic like not knowing what happened all she sees is like all this huge mess everywhere she ran around and it's just me and the baby sitting on the couch all cozy together so she brought me pizza and hung out with me so my sister came <laughs> nice yeah and so it sounds like the way you've described this three and a half hour labor experience was that it was totally painless. It was for me. And it's, it's not to say that there wasn't sensations or anything mm -hmm. like that, that and there wasn't moments of intensity because there was, there was a moment where like, it was my mind though, more than my body of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and from what I read, it's transition time, you know, where most women are like, 
shit, I can't do this. I'm going to die. This and that, you know, and then you just, you can pull yourself back from that though. And it's, it's more of a mental challenge than physical. And mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, you know, it sounds like you have such strong reference points for mental fortitude and meditation and, you know, yoga and all of these things that push, you know, your physical boundaries, so uncomfortable meditating or, or the discipline that that takes, or, you know, all the push in yoga and, yeah, I'm sure that had a lot of support for you as like a resource. Oh yeah. Based, right. Absolutely. And including, you know, a lot of the hikes that I've done, like I spent three months in New Zealand just by myself with me and my dog wandering around in the mountains and you know, like hunting and things like that. And so like your mind goes back to like moments of, you know, everybody's got their moments where they feel powerful and they feel strong. And so I felt like, you know, your mind will go back to those moments and remind yourself, when it's hard like that and it's terrifying for a second right. and you like, survive hold on you're like I can do this you know mm-hmm. I've already I've already survived this and that I can do this mm-hmm. too and so it's a cool thing to like get to that you know the way that the way that it changes your mind after that I guess of like not changes your mind but changes your your core of who you are I guess a bit it just solidifies everything a bit more of your own strength so how has it been adjusting to single motherhood or solo, solo parenting, you know, with a newborn, how old is your baby now? And, and kind of, who are you now? Like, what do you, what do you want to share about that? Yeah, she's four months old now and she's okay. awesome. She's a very, very chunky little babe. I've been doing exclusive breastfeeding, which has been really fun for me. Like I just personally, like, I like the connection of it. And I like the time with her, you know, mm-hmm. and I just feel like it bonds us a bit. And I've been really lucky that I get to work from home. So I've not had to worry about, you know, what to do and all of that. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment, though, like, because you're working from home, you're working, you know, 24 seven, really sometimes, and then 24 seven taking care of a newborn. So finding the balance of that in the very beginning, was a little did you have to keep working or was there a period? I did <gasps> I I went right back to work four days later so oh <laughs> and it was my God. She, was, she was born on Thursday and I went back to work on Monday and so oh, that's um, yeah it was a little intense but I you know I I took it slow and I did whatever I needed to do and I figured if they fire me fuck it <laughs> so it is what it is and so she was more important really, you know, but our time together was nice in the very beginning and everything too. She was such an easy baby and still is. She just kind of hangs out and laughs and sleeps. So not, not a whole lot of effort. <laughs> so how did you get that photo? That I had photo. <laughs> I had a tripod set up because nice. I was like, I don't want to miss the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And so it was like towards the very end though, cause I had it set up in the garden and I was wandering around the whole house right. and the yard and everything. And so I missed like, you know, somebody like, I guess, filming the whole labor, but I wouldn't have been comfortable like having a camera in my face and all yeah. that the whole time. But you know, from when I got to the garden, I turned it on. So I got the very end. You're like, it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's funny, like how focused and how not focused your mind is at the same time. Whoa. You're like, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this, you know? Totally. And, and, yeah, it was That's funny. Crazy. So I got a good Literally, picture. Literally <laughs> like as she was coming out, as you're walking to the garden, you just like, like turned oh. your camera on. I was like, oh, wait, the camera. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is, um, that's a woman right there, able to multitask. Right, you know, we have wow. gifts. We have a gift. <laughs> wow, I love that. 
That's Thank awesome. You. And then your sis was able to come care for you for a couple she of was. Days, weeks. Um, she stayed for a week and a half after, okay. so she was able to, you know, get me through the roughest parts. And then uh, my dad and my stepmom came to visit and stayed for a few more days after that. So I had like about two weeks of help altogether at the very end, you know. And then <laughs> the healing of your body and breastfeeding was all fairly simple. It was, you know, I I took care to, you know, take everything easy because it it was a little bit difficult mentally for me because I'm used to moving all the time. And, you know, even when I was pregnant, I was able to walk and I was able to do all my yoga and I was able to kayak all the way until the very end and all this. So actually having to sit still for two months time is the length that I took, you know, um, just to make sure everything was cozy and all that. Cause my stomach was kind of like a little rough, like, you know, I'm sure everybody's is, right? We just grew a human. So I was like, well, so much coming so. back together. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I gave myself the time. Physically, it was, it was fine. Everything was good. I, there was one point where I tried to like go again to take a long walk or whatever. And I overdid it a bit and started bleeding too much. But, yeah. you know, your body lets you know when you need to slow down. Does, yeah. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Where, is there anything else you want to? share or say before we close? I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything. (laughs) Awesome. Love it. It's really, that's a wild story. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for letting me share. Three and a half hour pain-free garden solo. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think honestly, it helps me so much with the pain part of it, just getting to do it the way that I was comfortable, you know, and Yeah. And everybody's different with that, but I feel like it's so important that, you know, women get the opportunity to do whatever works for them. Like, and it makes the experience so much more beautiful. I mean, even, even if, if women could slow down and even ask themselves what would work for them, you know, that's not even part of the equation for most women's decision-making birth, you know? Right. And well, I think a lot of people, they just feel pressure because it's what everybody else does all the time. You know what I mean? And it, this is just what you do. You mm-hmm. get pregnant, you go to all the doctors, you have the hospital and do all of this, you know? And so it's kind of just, they're missing the, out. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. <laughs> well, how can women find you on Instagram? My handle is live your legend with a period in between each word. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. Jenny, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And that's it for today, my sisters. Check out everything we do, including one-on-one and group coaching. Learn about our private membership, in-person retreats, and more on freebirthsociety.com. Our online courses are on freebirthsocietycourses.com, including our flagship course, The Complete Guide to Free Birth. Don't miss the Radical Birthkeeper School if you're ready to become the authentic midwife that women are searching for. Together we rise and the revolution starts inside each of us. I'll leave you with our Free Birth Society theme song, Wild Woman by Aruba Red. I honor you for the wisdom you held, the ancient traditions of plant medicine and womb magic. I feel the spirit of the ancestors as I place my hands upon my belly. This sacred portal will be honoured. Eons upon light beams of survival withstanding the eradication of our power by design. 
I will not allow the separation of our young to be forced upon me. My sisters will no longer birth in captivity. The picket line redefined from burning our wild women to paralyzing us and drugging our babes. Strapped down in a clinical white bed, drying up the milk from our breasts, keep your needles. My family will never again be doomed to chase those dragons or your poison. We reject your fear. We choose love. Everything with intention. Death, ascension. I will fly and bring her back from the start. Conscious. Control.